Greetings, friend, and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, where we are working to eliminate the self-limiting beliefs that are preventing us from becoming the heroes of our own stories. Today, I wanted to talk about what I believe to be a very important topic, and that is mental health. To not go into too much detail here, my wife and I, since the beginning of 2023, have been working through an off-and-on mental health crisis. It has been a year so far that has been full of anxiety, that has been overwhelming, has been stressful, and we have been doing many things in order to improve the state of both mine and her mental health since then. We all will experience ups and downs with our mental health. may even be something that you've experienced already. It's something that greatly, greatly impacts the quality of our lives. And I have seen that happening so much just in the last several months. I guess a good place to start for mental health is trying to just determine what exactly is mental health. I pulled up here from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration, which is a part of the United States Department of Health and Human Services, They actually have some really good information here on mental health that I just want to share with you. On their website, they say mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act and helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. Over the course of your life, you may experience mental health problems. Your thinking, mood, and behavior could be affected. Ooh, there's a lot there. Especially when it talks about that our mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. One of the things, as my wife and I have been navigating this mental health crisis has been her emotional state has just fluctuated so much. We we're talking incredible stress, we're talking fears, we're talking about trauma that's happened in her past that's been coming up. We have been engaging in therapy and looking down every avenue we possibly can. And I'm not saying this to try and garner any kind of sympathy or anything. It's just the nature of how things have been. And we're also, we're improving. Things are not as, say, dire as they used to be. And one of the first things that happened to go as we really started to address this was the emotional well-being of my wife. 
when I think back on it, one of the first things that vanished, we'll say, for lack of a better term, was my wife's social well-being. It became too much to get together with large groups of people, including family. We were isolating a lot more. It seemed like a lot of what we were doing was simply just trying to survive, trying to make it from one day to the next. And it was a very challenging season where most of our mental and emotional energies were really being spent on just making it through work and then doing practically nothing other than just cope after work. It it was not a good season. And in a lot of ways, we didn't even really know what was going on until things just came to a head. As soon as my wife and I started our own small business together, oh, I don't... I've never seen it this bad before. My wife, she didn't work for like two solid months. She was ashamed to admit at times that it felt like she needed people to be watching her all the time. That typically fell on me. Thankfully, we also had a good system of support with friends and family, and they were able to help us out. Because even just me being shut in here in my own office, having confidential calls with clients, while she's just on the other side of that wall, watching things on YouTube, doing puzzles, anything that can distract her from what was really bothering her and making her anxious, that made her feel like she was alone even though I was in the same house, even though I was just a knock away from being able to just pause whatever I'm doing and just check in with her, support her. She felt like she was so alone. One, one thing that could happen, and I've been through this too, is in those moments when things seem to be the darkest, that's when we start to have thoughts that maybe it's too much. Maybe the best thing that we could do is just end our own existence. That was absolutely a very dark place that she could go sometimes. I can honestly say that if it wasn't for if it wasn't for all of the help that we got along the way, man the medical professionals that we've been meeting with and the therapists. And I mean, we just, we had so much support to help us get through this. And I know not everyone is that fortunate. That's probably one of the saddest things to consider. And maybe that's even something that you've gone through where you have just felt so alone. You can't connect with anyone. No one is around you try and reach out for help and it seems like no one is available. It's a really difficult and a hard place to be. 
and it can be so dark. It feels like there's there's nothing around you other than oppressive darkness. If that's something that you've gone through, then I just want to say, keep trying. Keep trying. There are people who will help. There are organizations. There's nonprofits. There are call centers. There are therapists and coaches and counselors and support groups. There's so much out there that maybe you just haven't found what it is that you need. Maybe you just haven't looked in the right place. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. Sometimes you, you, sometimes, all the times, you don't know what you don't know. You don't, you might not have known that there were some of these resources available. There are so many people out there who really want to help you. And so I just want to encourage you, if this is something that you are wrestling with as well, then there are options. There are places that you can call. There are places that you can visit. And I will try and gather as many resources as I can and include them in the show notes for this video. I know that we have the National Suicide Hotline that I'm, I see it peeking out in the, the web browser page that I have. And it's 988 so you could just call or text that number and there will be someone there who will talk with you, who will do whatever they can to help you feel loved, to help you feel supported and connected and offer you resources. There are some staggering statistics here just around mental illness and this is all wrapped up in our mental health. It can range from mild to severe, and it affects a person's thinking, mood, and or behaviors. And according to the National Institute of Mental Health, nearly one in five adults live with a mental illness. And we're talking things that are like bipolar disorder. We're talking about anxiety, depression, eating disorders, things of that nature. There are many factors that can contribute to a mental health condition. I'm back to reading from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. And when they're talking about these different ranges of mental illnesses. The statistic of one in five adults live with mental illness. They say that some of the factors that contribute to our mental health in these conditions are biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or abuse, and or and or a family history of mental health problems. And these, I feel, are important to just call out in that if we're talking about a biological factor, 
then that means there is some kind of imbalance that is taking place in your brain or in your body. I guess we're talking mental health. It's your brain. If that is the case, then there's, there's no shame about seeking some kind of medical intervention. There are medications out there that your doctors can prescribe or a psychiatrist can prescribe that can help balance any of these myriad imbalances that could take place. In fact, I have had two clients that I've worked with to help them overcome their unwanted porn use in their life. And they really struggle to find any kind of growth, any kind of improvement in their behaviors. And they both struggled with ADHD. And ADHD itself is a chemical imbalance regarding dopamine in your brain. At least from what I've researched on it. I could be totally wrong. I am not a medical professional. Please don't take anything or everything that I say here as the rule in this. Yet, both of these men, when they started to look into the medical aspect of their ADHD and they their doctors prescribed different medications to them and it was like a switch was flipped in their brain to where they felt like they could function better they didn't have the pull to go back to their unwanted behaviors as often it was there's still some work to be done don't get me wrong on that yet that was something that was almost like the missing piece to the puzzle that really helped them to be able to address the traumas or the losses and the grief that they needed to address because their brain was finally in a place where it felt balanced enough to be able to do so. Again, there is no shame, no shame at all. If there is some kind of biological factor that takes place because of genetics or brain chemistry. If it's something that comes up through your life experiences, such as trauma or abuse, then seek therapy. That is so important. What we are discovering on this journey is there is so much unaddressed trauma in my wife's life that she didn't even realize was causing a lot of this stress and causing a lot of the anxiety that she was struggling to process. And if you have a family history of mental health problems, and that's something that is absolutely worth looking into, how that has impacted you. We tend to pick up what we are around as we're growing up. If you grew up in an alcoholic household, there's a good chance you're going to become an alcoholic yourself. It's not guaranteed, but it's a good chance. In that case, the odds are not in your favor of having healthy coping mechanisms 
because you were around people who had unhealthy coping mechanisms and you you take in and absorb what it is that you're surrounded by. And I'm back again on the website here and they say something that is so, so important. I feel everyone needs to hear this. And that is a serious mental illness is a mental illness that interferes with a person's life and ability to function. Despite common misperceptions, having a serious mental illness is not a choice, a weakness, or a character flaw. It is not something that just passes or can be snapped out of with willpower. I wish more people heard that because I have been around so many individuals that truly had some kind of trauma that was manifesting in their life, in their behavior. They learned how to cope with it through some maladaptive coping mechanism. And whenever they would reach out to others about it, they would hear messages like, you just need to snap out of it. Just pull yourself up from your bootstraps. Or probably one of the worst ones is just stop it. Just stop the behavior. The behavior isn't the problem. The problem is what's causing the behavior. The anxiety that we have been working through since even before 2023 is not the problem. Some of this was caused by a chemical imbalance. Some of it has been caused through trauma. We've had to address both of those, and it has been important to address both of those correctly and appropriately. If someone has been traumatized, I think a great example are veterans who come back from active war zones and they have post-traumatic stress disorder. If you have someone who is reliving those hells and those experiences, if they're reliving the loss, if they're reliving the sheer fear and believing that this experience could have ended their life, maybe they were involved in a firefight where... They didn't know if they were going to make it. And they had comrades around them that were just being shot at. If someone was threatened by someone close to them, or maybe even a complete stranger, threatened their life and held a gun to their head, you can't just look at these people and say, Oh, it's not that big of a deal. You're here. Everything is fine. Just snap out of it. That's not how this works. I really want to reiterate what it says here. That if you have a mental illness, or if your mental health has been so drained that it is impacting your life, you are too depressed to wake up and get to work in the morning. Or even just to do life. 
It's not a choice. It's not a weakness, and it's not a flaw in your character. It's what happened to you. It's how you were treated. It's how you were born. It's how you were raised. And it is so important to make sure that you are addressing what needs to be addressed. And just thinking about my own mental health going through all of this here, especially now, I feel like I feel like I'm about to get in trouble with my wife because I am looking at adoptable dogs in my area. I grew up with pets off and on. I've always wanted to have a dog. My wife and I, we even said that once we got into a house that actually had a fenced-in yard, that we'd consider getting a dog. I have just, I have spent probably more time than I need to (laughs) between calls or when I should be recording podcasts. I'm looking at Pet Finder at the local Humane Society around here, and I'm just... I am dreaming of the joy and the wonder of having an animal that just loves us unconditionally. This is something that has really been helping my mental health lately, even though, I mean, just yesterday I was telling my wife about it. Funny, funny story here. There was one day when my mother-in-law came to spend the day and she and my wife went shopping. They were just going to go do some window shopping. (laughs) She comes home having bought a couch. That, That has been the... That has been the precedent that I've been operating off of with this year where I even sent her a text one day when I was toying around with the idea of adopting a dog. I sent her a text and say, so how much did you spend on that couch when you and your mom went window shopping? And I used quotes, window shopping. (laughs) And she told me how much it was, and I'm like, okay, that's good to know. I want to know what the precedent was for how much we can spend on something like this while I'm looking at adoptable dogs. <laughs> and I, when we were talking about it just yesterday, I was telling her I'm star- still very much in the ideation phase of all of this. Yet this is something I would like to do. And she even said she would be willing to talk about it and start having that conversation. It's something that while it can be a source of stress in and of itself, I grew up with dogs. My wife grew up with dogs. We know what it's like to have a companion animal that just loves you, just wants to be around you. And That's something that I feel would be really helpful for us. As things are improving, 
they can improve even more. So I toy around with the idea of getting a companion, having an animal around that while I am closed off in my office, having confidential calls that my wife can still have a companion, a dog that she can talk with, that she can cuddle with, that can support her when she needs it. Story aside, your mental health is very important. And this ties very closely to the self-care podcast that I released earlier because the things that we do to take care of ourselves are things that are going to improve our mental health. Self-care is not the end-all, be-all solution of our mental health. It could be something that requires some medical intervention or it requires some therapy. Whatever it is, just know you are important. Your mental health is important. And you are worth whatever it takes to get you there. That is something I've been reminding my wife of a lot. She is worth it. When she didn't work for two months, I told her, it's okay. Take the time that you need to rest. She was literally in burnout during that time. And we're still trying to help her recover from that. And I told her, we'll be okay. We will make it through this. You are worth the time, the energy, and the money it takes to help you get back on your feet. And so I want to share that same message with you. You are worth the time, the energy, and the financial investment to help you get back on your feet. I hope that this has enlightened and inspired you to take action in your own mental health. Because when we are in a good place mentally, then we can better be the heroes of our own stories. So until the next episode, live strong for today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're interested in working with me, there is a link to my website in the show notes and also a link just to schedule a free 50-minute one-on-one call with me. Let's get the conversation started. Also, please rate and review this podcast so more people are able to find it. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.